Pizza. Pizza? Pizza. Hunger for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha. This podcast is sponsored by Doctors of Waikiki, your local Hawaii Nissan dealers, and HMAA. And we'll start with first alert weather as powerful winds lash parts of the state, downing trees, causing power outages and creating some major traffic troubles. Some areas report gusts exceeding 50 miles per hour, and it's even stronger on the summits. We're also watching dangerous conditions out on the ocean. Here's a live look at pipeline on the North Shore. Monster sets are rolling in and a high surf warning is in effect through tomorrow afternoon for north and west facing shores. Let's turn now to First Alert Chief Meteorologist Jennifer Robbins with a closer look at just how strong our winds have been and what to expect. Jen. And we're talking about on the summits, Mark, Mauna Kea up to 130 miles per hour. Over windward neighborhoods up to 58 miles per hour. So very strong winds. Right now the sustained winds are backing down ever so slightly, but still holding steady at 15 to 30 miles per hour. Stronger gusts than that. So the wind advisory remains up throughout the night through midnight. A gale warning is up for all of the islands, a small craft advisory. And on the summits, we're going to be seeing very strong winds into the night that has been extended through the morning hours about six o'clock and notice the front is actually sagging to the south now located over Maui County and Hawaii Island. It has been not a lot of rain associated with it, so moisture starved, I guess you can say, but you see some instability north of the islands and all the ripples in the cloud do indicate that it is a colder air mass that's coming into the picture, but we will be seeing very strong winds into the night. I'll take a deeper look at that coming up shortly. Thank you, Jen. Now it's all of the wind related problems. Here's what happened in Kaneohe earlier today. A down electric transformer on the corner of Kamehameha Highway and Lilipuno Road. At one point, Hawaiian Electric reported an outage for about 11,000 customers in the Kaneohe area, but Hiko's outage map shows now much of the area is restored. Now over to central Oahu, where traffic is a mess. Eddie Dow takes us out live to Wahiawa the site of another massive downed tree. Eddie. I mean, Mark, you can see just how big that tree is. Take a look at these roots that go really deep into the ground. You can see just how deep they go and when the wind gusts knocked over this tree. But I want to give you some scope of uh, how big of a situation we're talking about. This tree goes all the way down here. And right now, crews are working to break apart pieces of it. but. That is going to be a very big task. This is just one of the reports we got in today about weather. Over in Nu'uanu this morning, crews work to repair tangled power lines, slowing down the morning traffic flow. Power crews told us they believe wind was a factor. Over on the east side on Kalaniana Ole Highway, traffic lights were down near Kalani High School with officers helping direct traffic. A highway sign was also seen on the side of the road. It's so windy that the freeway signs on Kalani Ole are flying off. Look at that. Could have killed somebody right on the road. The guy moved it. Thank you, Good Samaritan. Traffic lights were also seen not working in Eva with cars backed up at intersections up north at 
portions of Kaukonahua Road between Waialua and Mokulea was closed for several hours. Now, um, we've talked to the homeowner who, who says he's lucky that no one got injured at this tree falling around noon, but that's exactly why we issued that first alert yesterday for today so that people could be prepared for the unexpected. Now, we'll continue to track more of the wind factors in this area, but also how it impacted Maui. That's coming up at 5. Reporting live in Wahiwa, Eddie Dowd, Hawaii News Now. And thank you very much, Eddie, for that report. We want to go more about what's going on right now with the roadways around Oahu. There are some very bad conditions out there. This video was taken a little bit earlier today, and this is coming from the windward side into town. Kaneohe and Kailua slow going as we speak, and the winds obviously having a huge effect on the traffic. So no matter where you're going today, you're going to face this kind of condition as you hit the roadway. So we ask that you exercise your patience and your malama for each other because it's just going to take a little while longer to get from point A to point B. These conditions, as you see, the traffic lights are out, and it's pretty much like that throughout the greater part of Honolulu and Oahu today. All right, as we bring you here, we show you the map here. There's a lot of green, though, so most of the main arteries are pretty good, but the gridlocks do occur. I want to point out what Eddie was talking about. I mean, what... Um, what Mark told us a little bit earlier about the outages throughout Honolulu, there still is a lot of people facing no power tonight. And HECO continues to be on the scene, specifically in the Windward and East Honolulu neighborhoods. Traffic is still very much at a gridlock there. Power hopefully will be restored in the next few hours. First alert traffic on Hawaii News Now. Mahalo, Jonathan. Now to a live look at Lahaina Harbor on Maui, where strong winds caused two boats to break loose from moorings overnight. And video from the area shows a 45-foot 45, boat is grounded about 50 yards from the break outside the harbor. The owner expects to begin salvage tomorrow. A 30-foot sailing vessel is also 30 yards off the breakwater from Front Street in Lahaina. Moving over to the Big Island, what an image. This large tree fell on Highway 11 in Na'alehu. It happened around 2 this afternoon. Witnesses say it also took down a power line and they say the area is still closed. And several schools were shut down today because high winds knocked out power. That includes Kohala Elementary, Middle and High Schools, as well as the Hawaii Academy of Arts and Science in Pahoa. Stay with Hawaii News Now on air, online, and on our mobile app for continuing coverage of this front, of this system. And remember, you can get the latest by downloading the free Hawaii News Now weather app. An Eva Beach man was arrested last night for allegedly opening fire at a party for a newborn baby. 28-year-old Nazir Pitpit was shot in the face with a 22 caliber gun. He says they had family and friends over to meet his two-month-old. They were all on the lanai when he says his neighbor started setting off fireworks. Hey, you cannot be popping fireworks here. And five seconds later, he opened the door, he, he pointed the gun at me, I seen the barrel of the gun. Pit Pit's friend was shot in the ribs but was also treated and released. His father-in-law remains hospitalized. He was shot in the neck. 38-year-old Maynard Milan was arrested at the scene for three counts of attempted murder. He has not been charged. A Molokai man who shot and killed his girlfriend has been sentenced to 40 years in prison. Marlon Lavoie learned his fate yesterday, nearly a decade since the March 2013 shooting of then 24-year-old Malia Kahalevai in Kaunakakai. Last month, he pleaded guilty to manslaughter and gun charges and was sentenced to two consecutive 20-year terms.
Almost three years after the Louisville police killing of Breonna Taylor, Attorney General Merrick Garland announced the results of an investigation into the department. And as Alice Barr reports, investigators found civil rights abuses and excessive force violations. Routinely using excessive force, discrimination, and invalid search warrants. Those are just some of the scathing findings from a Justice Department review of the Louisville, Kentucky Police Department. This conduct is unacceptable. It is heartbreaking. It erodes the community trust. The patterns and practices investigation stems from the death of Breonna Taylor in a botched police raid three years ago that set off fierce protests across the country and led to federal civil rights charges against four current and former officers involved. It's heartbreaking to know that everything you've been saying from day one has to be said again. The city and police department agreeing in principle to establishing a series of court-enforced reforms to address systemic failures. Attorney General Merrick Garland detailing the police department's improper use of force. Including unjustified neck restraints and the unreasonable use of police dogs and tasers and laying out findings that Louisville police have unlawfully discriminated against black people by targeting black neighborhoods more intensely and in some cases using racial slurs. These are things black people have been saying for a very long time, not just in Louisville, but nationally. It comes as the DOJ announced a review of the Memphis Police Department's use of force following the beating death of Tyree Nichols and a separate review of specialized units within law enforcement across the country. Alice Barr, Hawaii News Now. Ahead on First at Four, Representative Jill Takuda and members of Congress explore the origins of COVID in a special hearing. Insights from the committee's meeting. Howard. Mark, new data specific to Hawaii shows stronger wage increases for many local workers. I'll fill you in on that. The Dow didn't dive today, but neither did it rebound, closing down 58 points. S&P and NASDAQ did rise a little. You're getting your news first at four, and we'll all be right back. Pizza. Pizza? Pizza. Hungry for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha. This is Hawaii News Now. Welcome back. New numbers from the Department of Health. The state reported seven more COVID deaths and 510 new infections in the past week. The seven-day test positivity rate stands at 4.4%. The House Oversight Committee looking into the origins of COVID-19 questioned a panel of scientists today. Former CDC Director Dr. Robert Redfield reiterated his belief that the virus likely originated in a Chinese lab. But the U.S. intelligence community is divided on the origins of the virus. Top officials say they're unlikely to be able to provide a more definitive explanation without significant new information. Hawaii Representative Jill Tokuda, who is a member of the House Coronavirus Committee, said her goal is to learn how to better prepare for the future. For myself, it really was about how are we going to be um, looking at this constructively and looking forward. You know, what have we really learned from the last three years of this pandemic? And when we talk about the origins, how will that better inform us to be prepared for the next potential pandemic? Takuda said there needs to be better public health infrastructure to collect data and get it out to communities. Officials are working to get the bodies of two Americans abducted and murdered in Mexico returned to the U.S. 
Christian Benavides has the latest, and we want to warn you, some of the images in this report are disturbing. Our hearts go out uh, to the family members who lost, um, who lost loved ones. It is devastating. The White House is determined to bring justice to those who kidnapped four Americans in northern Mexico last week. Two were killed. This is clearly a priority for us, uh, and uh, we want to get to the bottom of this. The terrifying ordeal unfolded last Friday when four friends, Latavia McGee, Eric Williams, Zindel Brown, and Shaid Woodard were abducted after crossing the border into Mexico from Brownsville, Texas. A U.S. law enforcement source told CBS News investigators believe the Gulf Cartel was responsible for the attack, though it's still unclear why they were taken at gunpoint. Mexican officials believe the abductees were moved several times before being found at a stash house near Matamoros. McGee and Williams, who was shot in the leg, were returned to the U.S. in an ambulance Tuesday. Williams is recovering from surgery at Valley Regional Medical Center in Brownsville, Texas. One of McGee's family members told CBS News the group was traveling from South Carolina so she could undergo a cosmetic procedure and said McGee had been to the region before for similar reasons. It's not uncommon for Americans to travel to Mexico for medical procedures. More than a million traveled last year for health tourism, spending about $250 million. Many also go south of the border for cheaper prescription drug prices, but the area where the four Americans were abducted is one of at least five Mexican territories under a State Department do not travel advisory. Cristian Benavides, Hawaii News Now. Much more news ahead, but first a look at the stories we're working on for the next half hour. Hawaii lawmakers analyze the state of the economy. Daryl Hoff breaks down the sectors doing well, the areas of concern, and what it means for tax breaks. Plus, Senator Brian Schatz meets with lawmakers focused on improving ways to serve Native communities. The highlights from D.C. And calling all Udon lovers, Guy takes us out to a new spot. GP eats at 4.30. Jan and Jonathan, after the break. This podcast is sponsored by Doctors of Waikiki, Hawaii's best urgent care. Your local Hawaii Nissan dealers. and. HMAA. We're passionate about your health. Pizza. Pizza? Pizza. Hungry for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha.